Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, we have to talk Biden's response to Russia, what's going on in some of the Republican primaries, shocker, it's a mess, and reflect on how some of the technology we all thought would make our lives better, and I certainly did, has gone in the opposite direction. Alex, tee us up. You know, before we get into the Russia stuff, and I think we got to start there, Joe, you were on Ari Melber's show on MSNBC this week, and I thought you made a lot of good points. Yep. I, know, I know we've been kind of talking about it on the pod a lot, but seems like, you know, I've gotten a lot of tweets about it, a lot of good feedback on, on, on your hit. Any of the points you wanted to hit right off the top? Uh, look, I think people uh, who listen to the podcast have heard uh, a lot of them before, uh, but I do think, hey, it'd be worthwhile putting the link to the show, you know, in our show notes, because um, I think the whole discussion was pretty strong all across the board. Uh, people should should take a listen if you if you missed missed uh, Ari's show that uh, I think a night or two ago. All right, we'll include that link in the show notes. Joe, going back to that show we just did with our friend Trig V, you guys spent a lot of time talking about the Ukraine situation, and you really did call a lot of what's happening right now. I mean, obviously, Putin's unpredictability, some of the propaganda stuff that's going on, and the international response. One thing that really kind of came front and center this week that I really wanted to lead off with is, is what President Biden's response, specifically his speech on Tuesday, and kind of a shift in tone from him. What do you make of it so far? Uh, look, I think the administration's done uh, an incredibly good job of sort of boxing Putin in. It, he it, he is unpredictable. It's not clear where this is going as we record this. Um, but I do think that uh, you have to, first of all, you have to imagine what would be going on right now if 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 Donald Trump were still president of the United States. I mean, you know, he'd, he'd be having a couple of very perfect calls between yeah. Putin and then another one with Zelensky uh, and trying to cut an incredible deal, uh, not not to solve the crisis, but for himself. And so, you know, I think from that, just that contrast alone of how uh, Biden, his secretary of state, Blinken, versus, you know, pick the picture of the, the, the Trump Pompeo uh, dual dealing with this, you know, I think it's just night and day in terms of, I think, both international credibility uh, with our allies uh, to hold the alliance together. I mean, Trump uh, spent most of his time trying to blow our alliances up, uh, so particularly NATO. Uh, so when you look at that, and, and not just the credibility, but the, the competence with which they've um, dealt internationally, both with allies, but both both uh, in their communication with Putin and and uh, the Russians. I think, you know, it's it it's another one of these messes that gets put on a president's desk. And hey, 
it, it, th there may be an invasion. Um, and, and by the way, if there is, it's going to have an impact on gas prices and inflation will go up. Uh, and these are all things that, that, yes, you're the president of the United States. That's where the buck stops. But the reality is, I think Biden's pretty much disregarded all that and and done his job as, you know, as our president, commander in chief in terms of how he's dealing with the situation. Um, and I think that contrast, it, it, one, it is pretty clear, but two, man, am I glad we have it uh, at a time like this. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a, a Republican friend in California who basically for the last year plus has let off conversations with, I can't think of a damn thing Joe Biden has done right. And he was messaging me about Ukraine. And I said, you know, this is kind of why we elected the guy we elected to, to act like this in situations like this. And he actually said, yeah, I agree, which, I, which shocked me. So do you think, Joe, this is one of those kind of external moments that you've talked about in your five reasons for Democrats to be optimistic that can actually work in Democrats' favor, this kind of steady leadership angle? Yeah, no, I, I already think it is because it's, a, it's not just a contrast with Trump and, and Biden. It's a Trump. With, it's, a, it's a contrast. I think that you're going to start seeing in some generic numbers because it's a contrast between do you want the crazy chaos of the of the Trump era and his and that chaos that still exists uh, with his followers in the House, the, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, all those people that, that are not adults and that are loons uh, and they've got several running again, uh, more this year, which I've said is going to help. But I think in the end, it's that contrast. There, there is a real contrast that's starting to come out here of, you know, a, an administration and a party that are being the adults in this moment. Uh, you know, you got to remember, too, that there were a lot of Republican leaders in, in the House that were, it, it, with Tucker Carlson and others <laughs> in the media, kind of, egging it on, right. right? Saying, hey, you know, why, why are we taking Putin's side? Why are, why aren't we, why are we opposing him on this? He has, he has real claims. Uh, you know, why are we doing that? Now, now, they'll be the first people, by the way, when, uh, if he does invade, to say Biden lost Ukraine. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it, 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 it's, but that's all it is. It's propaganda. And I think uh, one of the things we all have to do, it's why I keep saying we need a comms corps to fight the disinfo, is, to call this stuff out uh, and and preempt the obvious propaganda that we all know is coming. That's what they're going to do. They're going to first say uh, the, the U.S. shouldn't be doing this. Uh, why are we committing arms and and getting involved, particularly when Putin has and then they take on his his talking points and talk about his claims and, and and why are we why are we taking him on? It's not you know, this isn't something we should be doing. And then the next breath. A week or two from now, if he does invade and, and hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians are, are, are killed in the process and lives are lost, it'll be, you know, how, why didn't why didn't Biden get people out? Why is why did he do such a lousy job? It's all total BS propaganda, but it's coming. Get ready for it. You know, the, the, it's not just taking on the the propaganda that we're just seeing. I mean, they've been doing the cyber attacks that we've seen the last 24 hours for years. And by the way, Republicans denied it. it you know, what, where, when, who, uh, it, it, you know, and it's now coming. It's clear they've been doing this, not just to the Ukrainians, but 
to to Europe, European nations, and uh, and to us. So it's a cyber attacks. It's their disinfo. It's their propaganda. And I think it, you know it, it. It's time to call out the Americans, uh, regardless of what party they're in, that 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 traffic in that um, in, in pushing their talking points and carrying water uh, for Putin and the and and the disinformation that does so sell discord in our country. But I but worse now. It, you know, it, it, you're de- you're defending the indefensible. There is no way you can you can say it's okay uh, for an invasion of a sovereign nation that is that, that is clearly not trying to do anything to Russia. That's not yeah. Ukraine's not oh, doing they'll, that. They'll find a and way. And we need to say up and say so. Yeah, yeah the, they will. They well, will. it's it's interesting you mentioned the coverage. I mean, in the last week, week and a half, if you turn on any of the right-wing media outlets, it's all about the truckers in Canada. Very little about the yeah. the rising. You'd think you'd think Russia was trying to invade Canada with a bunch of trucks, but... Well, and they, by the way, the Republicans are there too, egging that on. Uh, even though it's costing auto workers in Alabama and Detroit their, their salaries while that's going on and egging it on. And by the way, it's going to end up being uh, leading to higher prices for cars. Oh, more inflation. Who is it caused by? But then they're not, <laughs> they're going to blame it on Joe again. It's just it, it is like a a um, just truly ugly, ugly politics that is not serving the United States of America. It's serving. They want to create as much pain as they can for people. Yeah, because they're counting on the fire the guy in charge. Yeah, yeah, fire the guy in charge, and and so they'll they'll help uh, fuel the chaos wherever it is, uh, and and um, and the the worst things get the worst things they make. They didn't vote for the COVID relief bill. No, but they damn sure took credit for not it. Not one, not one. Yeah, not one Republican voted. That's one of the points I made on Ari's show. Not one of them voted for it. But, but but by the way, where do they think all those jobs came from? It was that and other things that Biden did that they didn't vote for. But, um, you know, when you have a growing economy with a lot of jobs uh, increasing and, and pay increasing, you're going to get inflation with that. And right now we have the fastest growing economy faster for the first time in decades. We're growing. Fa- our economy is growing faster than China's, which has been you know, you know, leading, you know, just on fire. Right. Six, seven, eight percent like clockwork. Yeah. 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 And we are we're outgrowing that it when you, you know, fast, high growing uh, countries tend to have a burst of inflation when that thing launches off like that. And that's what's going on. Yes, it's a problem. Yes, there are people hurting out there because of that. But um, the alternative would be, no, there were no jobs created. The, The economy is sputtering. And we'd have a whole bunch of other economic problems that we're dealing with. Anyway, we're getting off the, the subject uh, of um, Ukraine and Russia. But it just it's just another one of these things where um, they're not being everything that they're doing um, has hurt working people. And we, we, we make no mistake when Russia, if Russia does invade Ukraine, it's going to hurt working people. People there are going to die. Uh, OK. But the other thing it's going to do, gas prices are going to go up, uh, and they haven't done they they haven't done, stood for anything that would help you. 
Well, you mentioned that really the only thing the Republicans in the past year plus have been fairly united on is do nothing, stop Joe Biden, obstruct at all costs. Because there has been kind of this undercurrent that that's bubbling more and more, a, a lot of infighting in the party. I know we talk about it a lot, and but Joe, I think you'd probably agree we we really can't ignore it. One of the, one of your other reasons for optimism this year was that the Republican nominees in some of these states are going to be some of the craziest, most extreme, uh, loony in de- over a decade, probably more than the Tea Party at this point. But but to add to it. Trump is picking fights and continuing these fights with McConnell, DeSantis, everyone. That that's got to be taking its toll, right? Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, you know, you can't you you, you can't make it up. I mean, if we you know if we plan this uh, this divide that's going on, it, I don't think it would be coming out better for for Democrats. First, their they their own base is nominating or or working hard to nominate the craziest most lunatic uh, person in the in the, in the race uh, particularly in the house seats but you're seeing it um, in in the Senate races that that we're looking at two McConnell he's he's pretty smart he gets that that's not going to work he's worried about losing those seats particularly in the Senate because that's why he, where he wants to get back in power. Uh, he, he's sitting there looking at uh, the, the likes of Herschel Walker, who he opposed. Who he, he did everything. He leaked. He, he did an oppo dump on, on Herschel Walker. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah. To, right. To, 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 to stop it. He can't stop it. Uh, so he's now got to pray that, that um, Herschel Walker uh, can, can win that, uh, that general election against Warnock because if, if it, it looks like he's, Walker's the clear favorite there. But, you know, it's happening in other ways, too, where uh, the, the top recruits, you know, you know where, where Republicans had really incredible shot at, at picking up uh, Senate seats. Sununu in New Hampshire, the governor, they're very popular, would have been a, a, a real threat. Uh, to, yeah, the favorite by most Democrats. polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah there. Hogan, uh, the governor of Maryland, has said no. Sununu took a pass. Hogan took a pass. You're starting to see. Well, you're not starting. Moderates are saying, "No, I'll take a pass this year." Moderate Republicans, the few that exist, are know that who who's who owns and runs the party. Like I've said, the Republican Party is now hostage takers. Or hostages, and Sununu and Hogan are saying, "I'm not going to be hostages. I'll stick it out." Um, but you keep looking at this the, between the loons that they're nominating and the the you know I guess what they would call rhinos um, now uh, who are not going to run. Uh, you're getting down to you know a few places though where this thing could just keep tipping. Uh, we don't know whether Mikowski, uh, who's criticized Trump, uh, can beat you know her Trump as primary opponent in Alaska. We'll see. Uh, you know, in, in Ohio, you got J.D. Vance versus Jane Kempkin. Neither exactly moderate, but Vance has been willing to say or do just about anything, anything absolutely anything, anything. Go, and and you know Rob Portman on his way out just endorsed Kempkin, and that's kind of a signal that that's where McConnell is. Yeah, of course, that's where McConnell is. So he, they're, they're going to they're trying to stop one loon with 
With, I mean, the, the one they're going to, Tempkin, is not exactly, you know. Right. The, She's going to have know, a tough go, the, too. The, the, the tough go, too. So it, it's really you're, this divide. Even the divide is is grinding down to to two sort of Trumpy kind of, uh, you know, candidates uh, who, you know, who are mimicking and, and, and you know, doing the the authoritarian chant uh, uh, you know, to, to please Trump or to, to just hope they can get through. And then, you know, in Missouri, don't even get me started there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Or Pennsylvania. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. Dr. Oz Greitens in Missouri. He's look, the guy's got some, you know, incredible baggage, but supported by, uh, by Trump and it, he's slipping, but you know, I, I don't know. Will Trump really walk away? There's rumors that Trump's right, talk- and they're spending so much money. And there's rumors Trump's thinking of walking away from him, but I just don't believe that's true. I just don't. I, I just don't see how that happens. But yeah, so you look at the Senate races and the problems they've had with recruiting, and where the the some of the key races that um, Democrats can pick up. Uh, you know, I think Pennsylvania's looking good. I think Ohio, Tim Ryan. Um, you know, is a strong candidate there. Well, and and you saw, uh, was it uh, Arkush dropped out in Pennsylvania? I mean, you're starting to see the Democrats yeah. do the opposite of the Republicans in some of these states and start to solidify, but behind the stronger or strongest nominees. You're not seeing the same kind of bloody yeah. fights we saw in the past. No, no, it's not going to happen. I think, and I think, look, I think, you know, Warnock versus Herschel Walker in Georgia, that's a, that, that, that's a real chance uh, of holding that seat when I think a lot of people thought that it would be very tough to to do it in 2022. So we're I, I'm feeling very still maintaining maintaining my optimism for how things are unfolding. And I, look, uh, I do think uh, you know we're starting to see, and we got to see if this turns into a pattern. But you know, Reuters Ipsos poll I think today or came out yesterday or today. For the first time, I think in a, in a while, it is shown Democrats holding a generic lead in the House, and it's not a small lead. I think it was eight points. No, yeah, it's forty-two to thirty-four. Uh, forty-two on a, a generic Democrat, thirty-four on a re- generic Republican. Uh, you know, eight points. And it, by the way, the sample size was uh, somewhere near four thousand. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was big. So, uh, you know, we'll see that. And maybe that is rush. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure as people get more focused on how serious the future problems are. I mean, yes, COVID is a problem. We're going to be struggling with it for a long time. No one should be happy about it, about that. I'm not, not, but we're going to be struggling with it. The same with getting the supply chain stuff worked out. I think that's happening. We're seeing a strong growing economy faster than China's. Uh, for the first time in decades. But yeah, um, and then you see this international crisis emerging and you've got to see the, uh, I think the American people are seeing the contrast, whether they uh, want to be involved there or not, they do see, I think, you know, an adult leading, not looking out for his own interests, but for our interests and and trying to do the right thing there and holding strong and more importantly, holding our alliances together in a way that Trump just was was doing the opposite. So I think all those things could be starting to move a little bit on the generic numbers. We'll see. It's only one. And gosh, you know, at this point, yeah, we're um, so far out. You know, there'll be another one tomorrow that'll be 
it'll be worse. So let, let, let's see if it's a trend though. Well, this is the perfect time to ask a reader question. I know I'm shocked, but we found a good one. Pat asked- Alex, Alex has a, le- a reader question. You're finally gonna get one in without like it being some kind of, uh, you, you know, trick or something. Okay. So uh, Pat asked this week, the media keeps talking about federal races, but you've mentioned before that we need to focus down ballot too. Where else should we be paying attention and where can we help? Absolutely. I mean, look, I think uh, the Secretary of State races and Attorney General races this time are incredibly important. You, you know, there are upwards of like 13, 16, there's 27 Secretary of State up, up, I think, but there are 13 or 14 of them where they're literally, uh, you know, tr- trying to get rid of a Republican who hel- holds it but didn't do Trump's bidding. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, if a Democrat was in there who did, you know, basically recognize the the true results and didn't uh, acquiesce, they're trying to get rid of them too. So, like, I, and I think the attorneys general the same thing. There, there are, um, you know, both the legal fights and the the v- fights that will happen um, in terms of certification uh, and voting rules and those kind and who enforces them and how they're enforced are going to be pretty. I'm talking about 2024 now, are going to be real dependent on how many of us focus and help um, the right candidates for Secretary of State and Attorney General um, in, in these states. We've got to pay attention to them. We, the Democratic Party never does. Okay, let's like, look, one of the big failings of the party has been we focus on, and our donors, all of us, we focus too much on House, Senate, uh, and President and not enough, frankly, even on governors. Uh, but right now, I think secretaries of state, the attorney general races, there will be uh, some governors that we really, uh, governors races that we can pick up and we've got to do that too. But this is an all hands on deck moment and we've got to reach deep down uh, for these secretary of state candidates and those uh, running for attorney general uh, in, these, in, in a critical state, for sure. You look at a race like, Georgia right now, where Raffensperger, who is really, I think, one of Trump's first targets. Obviously, there's also the the yeah, Kemp sure, primary, but you look at some of the spending in these races. I think I think there's already been several million dollars spent in the Secretary of State race in February in a yeah, Republican for, primary. It's wild. Yeah, well, yeah, because Trump's with Jody Heiss and trying to do everything uh, to to take Raffensperger out. Um, why? Because he actually counted the votes by hand like three times and kept saying Trump lost. Um, and he, there was also that other perfect phone call, I guess, from Trump to him um, asking for the exact number of votes that Trump needed uh, to overturn the thing. And uh, Raffensperger said, uh, no, no, sir, I can't do that. And then kind of reported him. Um, so I think you know, that one. And then you've got Jocelyn Benson, who's doing a great job in Michigan. Her challenger will be chosen at a convention, not in the primary. And and this is important because it, it, can, it can completely crowd out a moderate. I mean, whether it's with what they did, it's the same way Youngkin got his nomination in Virginia. They did it in the quiet of a, of a convention. Uh, and he was, he never had to be forced to really embrace the, the, the Trump rhetoric in that race. And I think 
you know, they're going to do the same thing. Kind of that stealth. Yeah. Yeah. The stealth thing. But also, look, uh, Jocelyn is like doing, you know, one held strong is uh, is like, you know, pro-democracy and is working beyond just her own campaign effort is one, making a real difference for people in her state in the way that, you know, people don't understand sometimes how secretary of states impact their, their daily lives, at the, whether it's at the, um, the, the DMV, you know, and, and other places, she's done an incredible job of making government work and making her office work for the people. And at the same time, you know, conducted a flawless or as, you know, flawless as you can election where every vote was counted and and reported fairly, regardless of what um, Donald Trump and uh, I'm sure whoever they nominate, uh, we know who that'll be, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Joe, part of what we've been trying to do with the union is really help get help to the races that the big national committees are ignoring or that the media isn't focusing on. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons, again, you know, I'm sorry, folks, but you're going to hear for another plug for... Don't apologize to, at to this point. To, Just plug away. To, to, go, to go to jointheunion.us, and that'll be in the show notes for sure. But we've got to help all these races get local, um, the, the secretaries of state. I mean, there, there are places where you can make a big difference, um, whether you're a former reporter who's who who you know was working at the local newspaper and it's not there anymore. Whether you're a, you know somebody who can help uh, develop uh, technical tools uh, to get us going. Uh, whether you're somebody who's an activist who wants to know what race in in uh, uh, Michigan uh, you can get involved in. Uh, you know people like Jocelyn Benson need your help. So you know. We're trying to grow the most, the biggest pro-democracy movement the country's ever seen. Uh, we did talk a little bit about that on Ari's show as well, um, uh, going back to sort of Dean days and what we could all build together. But we need your help. Uh, you know, join the union.us. And really what we're going to try to do is focus on a lot of the things that a lot of races that people are in the media may be ignoring, but that need our help desperately if we're going to save democracy in 2022 and protect the presidency uh, from Donald Trump ever being in the White House again. Uh, again, I keep saying we can't wait for Garland or Southern District of New York. We've got to take the steps. Uh, by the you know, here's the other thing: we got to take the stop the steps to stop them. And the other thing, I keep you know, people keep saying, well, "What are we going to do about all the suppressive laws out there?" Well, there's only one way, right? I mean, it, they, they we have to flood the polls. We have to get our people. If they shut down early voting or make early voting shorter, we have to make sure in those four days that they allow it or the 10 day that we are getting everybody out and getting them out on election day. That's gonna take a the union. It's gonna take all of us together to swamp whatever hurdles they put up against us to win. Great, and Joe, I think that's just about all the time we've got today. Really? So, yeah, I think we're up against our kind of time that we try to settle into. So we're going to talk about technology, save the technology talk um, 
for another day. But I think that's really important, too, to understand what's happening out there and why it hasn't worked the way I and so many others thought it would. Here's your weekly union update. Thank you to everyone who's joined and invited a friend so far. We're now over 40,000 signups and are already mobilizing in Texas and on voter protection work. There's more to come, more places to get active in uh, and mobilize, and we will. Don't forget, please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. And please do share this with a friend. You can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. And, and actually, Alex is starting to ask some of them. So we'll see you next time. And remember um, to check the show notes for uh, a link to Ari's show segment uh, and several of the other things that we talked about today. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.